Welcome to Martini Time. Who's thirsty? Shake it up for us, Dusty. That's what I'm talking about. It's Martini Time on HairWomenTalk.com for on Zeus Radio. And uh, I'm Gina. And Eileen is not here again. We've been very successfully busy that we don't seem to be together anymore. Um, but Jay Rowe is here, and that's very exciting. Hi, Jay Rowe. Hello, Gina. So happy you had the time to be on the show today. And I must say, it must be 5 o'clock somewhere because I don't drink before 5. Today you will. <laughs> it is 5 o'clock here now. Okay, 5 o'clock in Myrtle Beach. Absolutely. Um, so you're dirty and I'm sweet. That's the theme of the day. How do you feel about that? Gina, <laughs> I have a reputation to uphold. <laughs> we are here to talk about business etiquette. Oh, that's right. That probably wasn't proper etiquette, was it? Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. We're in for a fun time today. I yeah. can already tell. I could use some help. I could use some serious help. But when I said you were dirty, I just meant you were a dirty martini, martini drinker. drinker. Right. That is and correct. I'm a sweet martini drinker. Okay. Very good. Got it under control. You are the first dirty guest we've had. I mean, dirty martini drinking guest we've had. Oh. Okay. I had to bring two shakers today. So, I mean, because usually I'm not going to mix your dirty with my sweet. Of course not. So we cheer, don't cheers, cheers to you, because they are watching on camera to make sure that we are actually drinking. Cheers. I hope it's good. I don't think it is. Ah. Oh, my God. A dirty martini. How was it? It was delicious. <laughs> Absolutely delicious. <laughs> And with the, you are probably following some sort of proper etiquette. Jay is here today. He is a he's a columnist on business etiquette, and um, we know I could use a little refining. I'm sure others could use some refining. Um, and if you're interested or have any questions, you can call us today at nine one four three three eight. 1186 or chat in at hearwomentalksocial.com and ask a question, anything about business etiquette. But you'd be surprised about things that you might not be doing so properly, right? That's right. Let's let's start with me and how I handled your olives today. Correct. You <laughs> handled my olives. That's right. There were no wooden toothpicks, no, no frill toothpicks, no. no silver toothpicks. No. But you did pour them out of the Ziploc bag into the glass. <laughs> that was quite impressive. You didn't touch them with your hands. No, I did. You know, not only do I teach etiquette, but I also teach serve safe also. Yeah, you know, so. I know. I'm looking forward to doing that with you next week. So we um, properly handling food or not handling food or not touching it with our bare hands. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I did touch our olives with my bare hands. I'm sorry. I won't do it again. The alcohol will cleanse them, I'm sure. Ex see? Exactly. Exactly. So um, if anyone has any questions, please chat in. But let's, uh, let's get started on some of your top etiquette things to do. Um, thank you notes. You know, mm. that is one of my favorite topics. Um, a couple of years ago when I was at Ori Georgetown Tech and we actually taught a class on etiquette, I had one of my students pen the most beautiful thank you note. And, of course, I had crane paper for them to write on. They practiced on type-in paper, as we used to call it, or copier paper. And then they would make, once I approved it, then they would write it on a nice crane, cotton-finished paper. And this one student created a beautiful note. I mean, it just said just the right things to one of our sponsors. The penmanship was excellent. I handed him his crane note card. 
He filled it out beautifully, handed it back to me, and walked out of the classroom. About five minutes later, I picked it up, and I realized he had written it in pencil. Oh, no. It was very disappointing. Oh, no. Very, you know, and, and, again, people just don't know. Well, what are some do's and don'ts of, well, one of my questions is, when is a thank you note required, appropriate? Like, there are times when I don't realize, like, that required a thank you note. When someone has done something nice for you, a handwritten thank you note is appropriate. Mm -hmm. You know, particularly if it's a special occasion gift or I was out last night with a friend of mine that I'm working with the wedding on and she was commenting on about not receiving her thank you note yet for wedding gift that she had given for to a coworker and stuff like that. So being prompt with your thank you notes is good. And yes, we are in the electronic age. Yes, you know, Email is great. Facebook, thank you, is great. But there's just something about receiving that handwritten note in the mail where you know the person had to find a pen, get the envelope and the note paper and the stamp, and get it in the mail and send it off. So it's just a nice touch. Yeah, let's, let's talk about the stamp. Like, I, I have to share a story with you because... You have really coached me on thank you notes because sometimes I just don't know that I was actually, I mean, I really didn't know I should send a thank you note to someone for introducing me to someone. Like, some people want that thank you note. Now I get it. But I had a housewarming, and I was, I said, I'm sending out my thank you notes. And you said, make sure you put a stamp on them. But I said, but they're for my neighbors. I'm going to just put them in their mailbox. You said, no, put a stamp on it. Well, I didn't listen. And I hand-delivered and put them in the mailboxes. Three days later, I get a thank-you note from my neighbor thanking me for the party. It had a stamp on it. I was like, oh, my, she put me in my place. She sure did. I was like, wow. She's like, she must have been saying, well, that poor girl just doesn't know any better. But now it sticks with me. If they live next door, I put a stamp on it. Like put a ring on it. Put a ring on put it. Put a ring. Yeah. Put a stamp on it. Yeah, that's like even um, with in when I was doing weddings, we would even like the stamps were important. You know how the stamp looks. Stop. Yes, believe it. it's very important. Right. Um, we would hand cancel the wedding invitations or hand cancel the thank you notes in the city where they were mailed from. If the bride was from Polly's Island, then we had the wedding invitations and the, her thank you notes hand canceled in with the Polly's Island postmark on them. Wow. It can get as detailed as you want to. And other people say, does it really matter? Not to some people, but to some people it does. And it might be that one person that you need to impress or that one person that can refer you for a job or for um, a contact that you need to impress or that that you need them to know that you do know the right way. Well, let's let's talk about that and how that applies in business. Like we know socially we I mean we were we were raised to send thank you notes like if my aunt sent a mm. gift like I get all that but from a business perspective what things kind of constitute you should send a thank you note and is when you say in a being prompt like what is that timeline I understand, and I could be wrong, that if you receive a wedding gift, 
You have a year? That's you know, right? But do you really need to wait a year? No, you don't, right? So in business, why might you send a, a handwritten thank you note? Well, one of the greatest part of business, of course, is referrals. And that's one of the greatest things that you can thank another person in business for. If they send you a referral or give you a referral, to thank them for it. Because, you know, doing business with other people, friends doing friends with biz, uh, friends doing business with friends, um, it's a great, you know, it's very important. Or people who develop friendships as a result of doing business. It works both ways. And so it's always good to recognize those people who have helped you be successful. And with the way technology is going today, do you think that this will still weigh as, in, as important in this generation to receive a handwritten thank you note? Or going forward, will the norm change? Um, I don't think the post office is going out of business anytime soon. Um, I think they're going to be encouraging you to <laughs> to use them. But uh, it's you know it's just again, I want to go back to social things because a lot of etiquette stuff was based from social aspects. But like a standard formal wedding invitation in the past had two um, envelopes, mm -hmm. and the reason for the inside envelope was it so that the invitation didn't get dirty because the um, invitation might have been delivered by Pony Express or that, it, that oh. to keep the um, invitation itself from getting dirty. So wow. So a few years later, I mean, it's been a long time since we delivered mail by horse, Do we? Uh, but we still have some formal wedding invitations with an inside envelope and the outer envelope. I've seen that, and I always wondered why. It seemed right. like a lot of paper. Because the horse leg because might, of the horse. might get caught in the rain. <laughs> That's funny. So how about things like paper stock? Like should I send a thank you note on if it's in business for on a certain paper stock? Or Again, does it matter? What works for you? I mean, there are things certain businesses might be able to do things more creatively than others. If you're a law firm, if you're an attorney, mm -hmm. you know, most likely you're not going to send a cutesy, no. cutesy card to your clients. If you are in more of a creative business, if you're in marketing or advertising, you know, they expect you to be creative. So right. you send a creative thank you note. Okay, well, that's good. So I, I, I think I finally have something going for myself because we have very creative cards for Carolina Improv Company. Right. That's a picture of an artist's work that we commissioned an artist to do for our theater. Very good. And so it's a picture of that. It's a card, and you mm -hmm. open it up, and fold it's blank. Card. So it's a fold-over card with, it, with an envelope that I can handwrite. Very good. So. And we don't <laughs> send them through the postage meter. They do get Wow. Didn't know, I don't have a postage meter, so that's good. But when the company you know, gets colossal... We should have stamps on hand, is what you're saying. Yeah, stamps on hand for handwritten notes. And what kind and of invitations? And what kind of stamps? Again, I mean, you just should be aware of, you know, there might be now the kind of stamps that we have is so broad. You just need to be aware: is it something that you are promoting or not promoting? You know, or you know, there's wedding stamps, of course. There's flowers. There's um, cartoons. You know, if you're right. 
like sending out a cartoon stamp from Carolina Improv Company would probably be would fine. Would make sense. Would make sense. Right. For the entertainment side of our business, right. now like our corporate, corporate business. Corporate training, you know, you'd want a more formal stamp. Right. You know, because we've got the Liberty Bell. We have two divisions to the company, and we have two different logos, and we have two different looks. So one's more conservative, and one's more fun. Awesome. Well, we're getting ready to take a break. So uh, we're going to get a break. Think about some questions that you might have about business etiquette. Um, and when we come back, we'll talk about that. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Welcome back to the Martini Meeting. I'm Gina Tremarco, and our guest today is Jay Rowe, who is an expert in business etiquette. If you are listening, uh, you can call in and you can talk to us at 914-338-1186, or you can get on our chat at hearwomentalksocial.com. Before the break, we were talking about thank you notes and the importance of um, sending a thank you note. And I, I also want to reiterate, um, what, even if it's not a thank you note, like um, like a congratulations note, one thing I've really noticed lately is there have been like a, a lot of great things that have happened to me personally and professionally that all of a sudden I get a note, a handwritten note in the mail um, from somebody at a company that don't really know them. But it's a handwritten, like, hey, Gina, congratulations, great job, good for you, signed Tom. And I'm like, I don't even know who that is. But from a business perspective, and I'm all about how do you generate more sales, aside from the, I really should be about the etiquette, but it, it sticks in your mind, like, that was a really classy situation, and next time I need something in that industry, I'm going to check him out. That's exactly right, Gina. We spent um, one of my past jobs. I worked for a gubernatorial candidate for the um, state of Georgia. About halfway through the campaign, we stopped letting him sign his name because we were writing all of his handwritten notes were coming from <laughs> us. We had three people on the campaign that wrote his personal handwritten notes for him. He didn't know what they were, but we signed right, them all and right, sent them all right. out. But um, so. And again, people that we sent him to knew that he didn't write all of those notes, that they were generated by staff. Um, in the hotel business, there was a couple who um, had a bed and breakfast, and they had a night manager, of course, who was kept the inn open at night. And that was her job, was to write the handwritten notes to all of the guests. And she sent a handwritten note to every guest that stayed at the end. And that's what she did all night long was write wow. personal notes to the guests who were staying there or had been before, inviting them back, thanking them for being there. And so it works. Even today in with Facebook, social media, there's still something about a handwritten note that works. Absolutely. And and you know, again, from a marketing perspective it, it sticks in your mind that they took the time to do that for you. I mean, I just think that's a really kind of classy thing to do that tells you who they are about. Mm -hmm. um, earlier in the chat, somebody asked, when is it okay to send a thank you via email? Well, well you can send a thank you by email anytime, but that doesn't get you out of sending one <laughs> in the mail. <laughs> so you still have to send one by mail, well, even... Yeah, if somebody sends you something, you know sends you an email or attachment, of course you send back thank you for that. Right. It's not necessary to 
you know, pull out the pen and inkwell and go at it. But if it's the, you know, gift, if it's, you know, the event, the gift, the um, referral, it needs to be handwritten note. Oh, this is so good to know. Like, where where were you for most of my career? These are things that are not, I don't, I don't, I don't know. These are things that were not taught to me. And they're not taught often. I mean, they really, really are not. I can remember in college um, hearing a recruiter say that he had never hired someone who didn't send him a handwritten follow-up thank you note from an interview. He said, I don't hire everyone who sends me Mm -hmm. a handwritten thank you note. He said, but I do not hire anyone who does not. Yes, it says a lot about your character and about how you would fit in with that culture. Mm-hmm. So if that person really strongly believes that this is what we have to do, this is what we do do, mm-hmm. and you don't do that, then you don't fit then in. Then you don't fit in with that culture of that yeah. business. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Um, <laughs> the person that asked that question about the, uh, about the email thank you is not real happy about it. Um, so uh, we've got Petra on the chat who says, sadly, manners in general are dying. Most people tell me that my kids are the only ones to write thank you notes for things. Really interesting. So does the etiquette in general, does the etiquette start with how parents raise children? I mean, are we not learning this in social circles? Are we not learning this from mentors or in school, teachers? Well, we all expect to be entertained. You know, we are entertained all the time. It's all about, you know, watching videos, and you're watching these videos at home, so you think that you can talk while you're watching a video, whether it's an educational video, mm-hmm. or whether it's the 400th time that you've watched Barney, you, a Barney video, and you can, um, so you think that there's no decorum, there are no rules. So when people go in public, they don't know how to act. And we've seen that, again, a few weeks ago when I was at a um, comedy club, and people didn't know uh-huh. how to, they didn't have manners in a comedy club. Yeah. You think, well, well, it's a comedy club. You, you can act the way you want to. No, there are people performing that you have to have some respect for. Right. And I remember you telling me that story, and that actually happened to us that next night right. um, to, in, at our theater of just general manners of not... You know, I could go down a whole tangent of inappropriate things people do in, in public. That is just inappropriate. And, again, it goes back to I, I put it on parenting for things like that because it doesn't appear that there, anyone's teaching that in school or college. You're not learning those things. All right. I know the whole thing of texting, you know, when is it appropriate to text and when is it appropriate not to text? and. Mm-hmm. You know, what's the nature of the relationship? You know, do you text with your friends? Do you just, do you never text in business? Do you never text in a meeting? It, it depends. Yeah. Um, being of, I mean, I'm in my early, I stress early 40s, but managing employees of all ages, I would have issue with having a staff meeting and they're texting. But the response that you may get is, 
This is how I take notes. I'm taking <laughs> I'm taking notes on what you're saying. Right. And I'm really much smarter than that. Been there, done that. <laughs> Although some of them actually have texted each other during a meeting to talk about me, which they share with me later, which I found very funny. They are like it's like the equivalent of passing notes and right. But you don't have to. You're you're doing it electronically. And how do you control that? I don't know. Do you do you think it'll change? Like going forward in the future, when you and I are not no longer around with those values, will it become appropriate to text a thank you, text anything, text text what people are talking? There's nothing that drives me more crazy. If I'm in a training session, I've been hired to train a staff. You're paying me, and and now I see employees like on their phones, and I, I'm like really clear about even. Even entertainment-wise, when we do shows, I will call out an audience member and go, are you really on your phone right now? Can I have your attention? Yes. You're paying to be here. Somebody's paying <laughs> for you to be here. Somebody's giving you a free ticket to the show. <laughs> yeah. You need to listen. Uh, true. Well, then we get into, I keep my calendar on my phone. Mm-hmm. So when is, you know, pull, taking out my phone to update my calendar while I'm in a meeting. You know, when is that distracting? When is that appropriate? Yeah. When is it not? When is that appropriate? Again, you have to set the boundaries. If I was with somebody I didn't know, I certainly wouldn't pull out my phone. If I was yeah. having a meeting with you and you say, oh yeah, Jay, we're going to meet together. We're going to have lunch at next Thursday, 1230. I would pull out my phone, mm-hmm. put that in. But if that wasn't the case, I have my little black book that I always travel with. Yes. Yeah. I've got like 20 notebooks that go. Th- there's always a notebook in my purse. Right. This is a notebook, and I keep it with me. And I try to write everything down in here that I don't put into my phone mm-hmm. and my computer. Right. And that way it's a chronological mm-hmm. order. And so it keeps me from having to do it. Is it double work? Yes. But then I try to right. keep up. So I am taking notes without the distraction of the electronic media right you know kind of old school but i kind of believe in it there have been there have been many times where someone's like oh was i supposed to do that that day with you i'm like "Uh uh-huh i saw you write it down in your calendar yeah you were but they get so consumed with technology that i think it's just technology moves so fast that that etiquette goes right out the door someone earlier said you were talking about parents um because I posed the question, you know, are teachers stressing it? And, and she said teachers have enough to worry about. And I guess I guess I would agree with that. They've got plenty to worry about. And at the end of the day, you know what? Parents need to step up and teach those things. Parents have to step up. But if the um, how can you teach math and science if the kids aren't sitting in their seats? Or they don't know that's what they're supposed to do. Right. Well, I could do an entire show on inappropriate behavior by children out in public, but that's a whole nother that's a whole nother show. I know a lot about raising children too. <laughs> I have three nieces and three nephews uh-huh. and they keep me in line. And would you say that they're well mannered? Some days they are. Okay. <laughs> and I'm not putting parents down because obviously I'm not a parent and, and I'm an aunt, not a um, <laughs> Petra says, oh, yes, Gina, please do that show. So there are, and Petra has extremely well-behaved children in public. And she jokes about that because she's like, you're the same at home. But you know what? At home, that's her problem to deal with. In public, 
that's the last thing I would think that you want to deal with as a parent. You have to deal with your children being mm-hmm. obnoxious. Yeah, when my I have twin nephews who are 12 now. When they were about seven, um, they were misbehaving at home, and my my sister said, "You you behave perfectly at school. You need to behave at home as well." They're like, "Mom, you have a choice. We can either behave at school or we can behave here. You decide." <laughs> There was no TV for a little while for them. <laughs> Please behave in public. <laughs> yeah, I'll deal with I'll just smack your bottom um, at home. Uh, we're getting ready to take another break. When we come back, we're going to actually um, move into the etiquette of business dining. Business dining. Who is responsible for paying if um, you're going out for lunch, if you've asked somebody out for lunch? Kind of the do's and don'ts of what you should and should not be doing um, during business dining when we come back from the break. Thanks for listening to the Martini Meeting on hearwomentalk.com. Oh, I forgot to tell you, sometimes I like to sing. Oh, well, you can dress shirt. I won't be doing that. And I was just going to say, and usually the martini starts shaking. It's not me. I'm not doing that. Dustin is doing that. Dustin, our fabulous producer. I forgot to say hello to you, Dustin. Hello. How are you today? I'm fine. How are everybody in that room? We're we We're are fabulous. We are good. Um, liquefied. <laughs> I can see. We that. are liquefied. Um, how is your martini, Jay? Delicious. Good. Chilled. <laughs> chilled. <laughs> At least shaken. It's chilled and shaken. Uh, Dustin is our awesome producer that none of us here on Here Women Talk could live without. So thank you, Dustin, for all that you do for us. And the best part of being in here is watching Dustin laugh at us. Like, I live to try to make him laugh. I know this is supposed to be a business show, but... You know, the Martini Meeting, for those who are listening who haven't listened before, is really a concept that came together um, amongst a bunch of um, entrepreneurial women who run their own businesses. And in the middle of the day, if they want to have a martini at lunch while they brainstorm, they do. And ultimately, that just just kind of happens. You're like on hour three of what you thought was going to be a quick lunch, but you start brainstorming so much. It's like, you know, it's almost 5 o'clock. We might as well, might as well have a martini. So um, we we also have a new logo. A new um, logo. A new logo for the Martini meeting. That's really cool. A shout out to Lynn Deal who designed this logo for us and uh, actually gave us a tagline too. And the tagline is, uh, "Drinks flow, ideas grow." I like that. I love that. That is just. It truly is about growing ideas. I mean, you think about the number of things that have happened just by, you know, a single conversation. Just like my being here uh, and meeting you, getting involved in Carolina Improv. I mean, it's it's really been an exciting part of my life for the past year and a half. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, you and I were both at a um, at a kind of a hospitality meeting this morning, but there was a speaker. Uh, oh, was Eileen? Oh, Hello. <laughs> Imagine that, Eileen. You may know her, ladies and gentlemen, Eileen Swanson from the Reading Institute. Eileen, uh, my my regular co-host, my uh, Thelma to my Louise, was the speaker on leadership, and um, and I'm not going to talk about this long, but again, it's uh, it's about you know women, uh, anybody in business, entrepreneurs in business. So there was this leadership thing. Obviously, you were there, and I love 
to be able to walk out of anything and learn more. I love when I train people that they teach me something. I love that I meet someone, I learn something. I love seeing something on a chat and learning something. And even if I don't necessarily agree with someone's viewpoint, I like to be challenged in my thinking. Like, what's that make me think of? And one of the things Eileen talked about today was, you know, we make, this is really interesting, we influence four people a day. And over a lifetime, we influence 10,000 people. And not necessarily for the good, but somehow we influence them. That's right. Good or bad. And to me, it's about, can I have a good impact on someone? And the most humbling part of my day-to-day, when Eileen asked the group, you know, when you think of a leader, who do you think of? And someone said, Gina. And I was totally floored, unexpected, in shock. And she hasn't even taken one of your classes. She hasn't even taken a class. And I was so humbled by it because those moments, I love when those moments happen, not egotistically, but when those moments happen, I go, okay, I'm doing something good because I want to impact people because people have impacted me. And so it's kind of a pay it forward situation. So, And then you stood up and said you were with Carolina Improv, so thank you. That was um, That meant a lot to me. So... Um, Drinks flow, ideas grow. You don't necessarily have to drink to get an idea, but uh, that's kind of the whole concept of the martini meeting. And before the break, we were we were, we were wrapping up the whole um, the need to write a thank you note. Now we're going to move into um, the etiquette of business dining. Right. I turn it back to you. Who plays? Who pays? When mm-hmm. does it pay? And when does it play? And all that good stuff. And you know, basically, if I call you Gina and say, you know, I've got this new concept i need you to i'd like you to have lunch with me and mm-hmm. we'll talk about this you know if i'm inviting you to lunch in that context then you are my guest mm-hmm. if i say you know gina we haven't gotten together in a long time you know we really need to go out and grab a martini and some fried chicken um then you know that's the we can pay for our own. Mm-hmm. We can split the check. We can do, you know, whatever's comfortable. But if I initiate the meeting as a a lunch meeting then or a dinner meeting, then it's my responsibility to pay for mm-hmm. the um, for the meal. That's good to know. I'm, trying to, I'm wondering if I've kind of been bad with that. Mm. I don't think and I have. And a lot of times it just comes naturally. And um you know, we get into who, how do you split the checks, and mm-hmm. that really has to be based on the people that you are with. You know, if you're good friends and you know that one of your friends is very thrifty and um, <laughs> knows how many orders of French fries you've ordered or how many drinks, and you know, then yes, you would ask for separate checks, and each person would, right. would get theirs. Um, and it's pretty, it's relatively easy now with most restaurants with the POS system, they can easily split the checks mm-hmm. and um, you get that. But when we look at, you know, there's a big crowd and you just divide the the bill equally, that works well too. You know, you just won't, again, purpose of etiquette is to make people feel comfortable. Well, I, I mean, I, that's a good question. I, I, I'm happy you raised that because, like I mentioned, I went to lunch with two of my best girlfriends yesterday and our lunches go forever. Again, the whole concept of martini meeting came from the three of us together. And we all got separate checks up like we normally do. Are we going against etiquette? Because I don't think any of us are really thinking twice about 
I guess maybe because of today's technology, I'm like, well, it's easy for them to just separate what I and and the example I gave yesterday was, um, well, you know, I had two glasses of wine at lunch because I could, because I had no appointments. My count, well, Eileen couldn't. Uh, maybe Rada did. I won't put her out and say that she did, but I didn't want Eileen to be responsible for the extra costs. Right, and that's just courtesy, you know. So we didn't, we just separated, period. And again, it's not wrong to separate, but you also don't want to be the one that's making the big deal over it needs to be separated. You had the fries. I didn't. You had the extra large martini. (laughs) You also had the French fried green beans. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Okay, good to know. The whole idea is that you don't make people feel uncomfortable. Okay. You also don't want to take advantage of people either. Uh, other things that you might want to consider when you're, an in, particularly when you're an invited guest for a meal at a restaurant, if you arrive early, uh, you should not go ahead and get something to drink because you don't know what the... Mm. Mm. Wow. Wow. Because they might, you know, you might Etiquette change police, your mind. Etiquette, police. Etiquette, police. Etiquette, police. Uh, you don't take a seat because, you know, the, your host or hostess, they may have a certain particular server that they want to have wait on you. They may have picked out a particular table in the restaurant that's their favorite table. They might have things that have been delivered to the table. I mean, there's all kinds of things that come into play that if you automatically assume that you can be seated, that... Um, can mess things up. And again, I'm not talking about when you're meeting your two f- best friends for lunch. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about, you know, if someone has scheduled a meeting with you and you get there first, okay. then you're not taking the lead to, you know, find the rest, you know, find the um, table and start ordering your drinks and go ahead and get a one martini up on them. It's probably not the best thing to do. But I could sit at the bar and drink until they get there. Is that Again, it's, it's a, uh, we'll meet at the bar. You know, if, if you're meeting at the bar, you know, maybe. <laughs> I'm not going to let you off that easy. Come on. How about, um, unless you have anything else on business dining, how, how does that, that kind of stuff translate into networking functions people might attend? Is there any... You know, a lot of people complain about networking functions because they're supposed to be networking, but then people aren't networking because they're kind of hanging out with their friends and business isn't happening. Do you have any thoughts on that? Make it happen. I mean, it's that's what you're there for. You're not there for the free alcohol. You are there to network. And that doesn't mean that you go through the, um, through the room terrorizing everybody by passing out your cards and have you got one of our brochures? And please come see us. And uh, you know there oh, there are ways to do it and ways yeah. not to do it. But again, sitting there with the seven people that you know at the meeting, I mean at the networking situation, and laughing at all the other people there, not appropriate either. So you've got it's you're there to network, particularly if you're on company time. If mm-hmm. you're if your company has paid for you to be there. In your case, it's your company. You can do what you want to do, really. But if you are working for someone else and you have get, been given time off to be there to network, you need to be working. Mm-hmm. Does that mean you can't drink? That's really your company policies. I know there's some companies in town where if you are representing them, you don't drink. Right. Um, other companies, you use your discretion. 
sometimes people lose their discretion. So you just have to be aware of right. that. And it's not as but when you go to networking function network, you, you need to set up, you know, to meet at least five new contacts. That's great. That's a great point. I think people should ta- take that away from them, take that with them today. Is that you're there to network. You want to make some contacts. Make a goal that you're going to get five business cards. Um, we had an earlier talk today about someone who felt very strongly about titles on business cards, and I, I'm like, I want to play devil's advocate with you. You know what? I, I want to make that face-to-face contact with you. And if you're not in the office when I drop off a card, well, then I'm going to call you to let you know I dropped off a card because it's you're making creating that relationship. Right. And if you're networking, you should be trying to create a relationship instead of shoving a brochure down my... Like, it seems like there's a million printers out there at every kind of chamber event that, hey, you know, um, let me sell you some printing. And it's like, ooh, just... You know, pretend to get to know me first. Like, build the relationship. Create the trust before you're out hawking on people. Um, We're getting ready to to go to break. When we come back, I want to respond to um, the chat. Um, My... My um, one of my uh, other co-hosts for the other show that um, I'm on on Mondays at two o'clock, bringing Man Out of the Cave with John Banks, which is just a very very fun show. Um, He wants to know: Can you can can what you order with a new business associate have them think differently? If you order a fatty meal or something like that, will that turn them off? So I give that to you to think about during the break when we come back. Let's address that. as usual, the show's almost over. There's only 15 more minutes. I know you've got tons of questions out there on etiquette. Feel free to chat in with those questions or call us at 914-338-1186. To the Martini Meeting on hearwomentalk.com for Zeus Radio. Yeah, baby. <laughs> there goes that. Quite singing. There goes that damn shaker shaking me out. In my past life, I mean, I really had a secret aspiration to be a singer. I you know, know, you never sing at the table. Now, did you know that? No. Really? Uh, that one came from my great-grandmother, I believe. Why can't never, I? Like, like the dinner table or any table? table? Yeah, at the dinner table. You never sing at the Why? table. I don't know, but if I looked in one of my old etiquette books, I'm sure I could find out. Wow. What about happy birthday? Can you sing that? I guess that must be the exception. Okay. Wow. Um, so anyway, our time is really, really flying. We only have like 13 or so minutes. So we're going to um, talk a little bit more about the appropriate things to order. And uh, another thing we're going to talk about is, is it inappropriate to hug someone you know in a business situation? So let's, let's talk about things you should order or not order. We'll skip the hugs for now. Okay, ordering and not ordering. That's you basically need to follow the lead of your host. And so many times, and if you're this is another, if you're the host, you, it's okay. You should set the standard for your guest so they know what to feel comfortable mm. ordering. If you're at a dinner and you order an appetizer, a salad, an entree, then that gives your guest permission to do that. But if you're sitting there as the host, or hostess, and we'll use mm-hmm. host as a generic mm-hmm. term, mm-hmm. and you say, oh, just, just whatever you want, whatever you want, whatever you want, 
and then they order four courses, and then you say, oh, I'll just have the salad. You know, you've just embarrassed your guests, mm -hmm. and it's not appropriate. So you really need to, as a host, you need to take the lead and order appropriately so that your guest can follow. Set the pace. Set the pace. In, in improv, order. we call that mirroring. Mirroring. You, yeah, want, you, mirror, you mirror your host. If right. you want people to do something the way you want it done, if you, tr if you attempt to take the lead hoping that they're going to mirror that, the question is, though, what if they didn't get the memo on that? What if your guest... And I think this would be a great thing to take into the dating world, John Banks. We could probably talk about this with relationships, because I know plenty of like my my brother on a date. He sets the lead, and she's still ordering lobster. What if they don't know any better? Then you probably shouldn't have a second date, <laughs> a second interview. Maybe perhaps you shouldn't um, hire them for your company. You might not want to do business with them. No. And it might be just a one-shot deal, and it might be a, a social business aspect. And it doesn't mean that if you're the host and you order three courses, that all of your guests have to order three courses. If your guest only wants a salad, that's fine. But don't make an issue of it. You just have the salad, and you participate in polite conversation mm -hmm. while everybody else is eating their four courses. <laughs> You know, you, you shouldn't order more than the host, but if you want less than the host, don't feel obligated to order a whole bunch of stuff. If you order more than the host, you're probably not going to see the host again. Potentially. Potentially. Um, getting back to um, what John Banks said about can you order, um, can what you order with a new business associate have them think differently? So, for instance, if John wants to have a big, fat, juicy steak and potato with sour cream and butter followed by chocolate cake with three scoops of ice cream will that hurt will that hurt him a aside from the artery artery is body. it a business date for a company that's primarily has a vegan culture mm. then chances are if it's a you know if your market is vegetarian if you're applying for a job at a health food store or to sell a line of health food products most likely you wouldn't be eating all of that right, right. You know, so you have to be realistic <laughs> hey this chicken's really right. good how was that pita convention right <laughs> that probably's not going to go off really. right you know, so you, use your common sense which yeah. sometimes is not so common it's not so common and you have to be aware of even other things like brands A friend of mine's parents on i mean his wife's parents owned a bud or anheuser-busch distributorship the first time he went out with the family, he really didn't know that, he ordered a Coors Light. <gasps> now, that was quite popular. <gasps> yeah, but yes. they re he recovered, and um, they've been happily married for about 20, over yeah. 20 years now. But, yeah, you got there's all kinds of things that you should sure. be aware of. I guess it would really bother me if you're like, hey, I'm going to be at uh, be going over to that other comedy club all weekend to see their shows. Yeah, it probably wouldn't. Go well with me. Come see me instead. Right. You know, so know your audience. Know your audience. Do the right thing. You know, when in doubt, mirror the host. Sales 101. Know your audience. 
know what's, you know, if you're selling to someone, you want to know what they're about, what would trigger them. It'll be easier for you to make a decision on what you can and cannot do and how you should lead and how you should mirror. And some professional coaches, executive coachings would say that if you were in public on a business dining that you would only have adult beverages, but they're not talking about alcohol. Yeah, let's they're, talk about that. You they're talking that. about tea and coffee, that you should never order a soft drink if you like a lunch or a dinner for business that you shouldn't order a soft drink because it's just not mature or it's not particularly if you're younger and you're interviewing somebody have an interview meal you ordered a soft drink they it might you might be perceived as too young for the job or mm. why are they drinking soft drinks and the other was don't order water because it might you might be perceived that you can't have caffeine so it's or that you can't be social and attend a cocktail party. I mean, right. uh, those things are important in some businesses and in different industries. I know coming from, like, um, the entertainment industry and the media industry, and uh, at one point I was a media buyer in Chicago, and it's just expected that you go out and you have dinner and lunch with them and you drink at dinner and lunch, and it's just part of the culture right. if you want to be accepted into the culture. I had um, one of my great, incredible mentors who actually passed away last year at this time, um, an amazing woman, and when I first interviewed with her, um, she invited me to lunch to interview me, and we, uh, she invited me to lunch in a jazz club. She's just this really cool lady. Um, she was uh, 69 when she passed last September. Amazing. And so the waitress comes over, and I order... Well, she, I think she ordered first. I think she ordered because she was a drinker. She ordered her, her doors on the rocks, the double doors on the rocks, and I ordered an iced tea, and she said, really? You're not going to have a drink? I was like, wow, this is a job interview. I guess I should mirror my host. So I proceeded from there to drink, and maybe that's what set me on the, on the path of you should have a drink during an interview. I don't know. Another thing that... Um, <laughs> I got the job. Right. Well, that's hey, that's what it's about. That's what mattered. And you know, people like, well, I will drink on the interview. So, okay, you don't drink. Like you, you're at, the, you go to a cocktails for cocktails, and you have dinner. You don't drink at all during your interview process, during your meal interview, and then you get hired. Six months later, it's the Christmas party, and you're throwing back cocktails. Your boss starts thinking, hmm. What else is she hiding from me? Yeah. She wouldn't drink yeah. on the interview. She didn't let me see who she oh, was yeah. on the interview. Now she's got the job. She's showing that, you know, now I see that yeah. she's drinking. She's not trustworthy anymore. She's not, you know, what else is she not showing me? That's interesting. Um, we're, we're quickly running out of time, and I, I wanted to get to the hugging thing, but back to the on the food thing, that's a really good question. Is it ever appropriate to take a to-go box from a business dinner lunch? And I'm assuming that, that she's referring to if you've been taken out for a meal and your meal's paid for, is it appropriate? You are shaking your head no. Please, no. <laughs> Please do not do that. <laughs> So it is not appropriate. Wow, I'm guilty. Etiquette police. I've done that. Obviously, she needs a job. Obviously, she <laughs> needs me to buy something from her because she doesn't have enough. 
they're, you know, then, of course, the other side of that, well, they're, you know, well, that's being wasteful. Well, um, apparently this woman who, um, by the way, you do know her, um, she said, I hired the person anyway, so she was referring to, to someone else. So um, that's really, really funny. Good to know, because I have taken a to-go box, so I'm guilty of that, because I didn't want to waste the food. Um, our hour has come and gone. Oh, but it's okay. we got a, one thing we've got to say. In the South, we're huggers. We are huggers in the South, so it is okay to hug in the South. If the person is comfortable. If the person is comfortable. And I guess you kind of have to be hyper-aware. Right. Um, this person asking that question is very much a hugger. Um, I was raised not in the South, but um, I was raised very Italian. So we hug everybody. We hug strangers. We just hug. That's just... It's equivalent to a handshake, and it's probably very um, European. Oh, Jessica, who has an awesome show on Fridays um, at 3 o'clock, uh, Where's Your Guru? She's like, what? No, don't go. Don't go. She's asking us to stay. Unfortunately, we do have to go. Our time is up. We were given the two-minute signal about ten minutes ago. Well, not quite, but we got to go. Jay, it was so great having you on the show. Will you come back? I certainly will, Gina, and thank you very much for You're letting me be so here. You're so welcome. So you'll come back on October 7th. October 7th. Awesome. So you can uh, hear some more etiquette on October 7th. Um, next week, Eileen will be back, um, and she will have uh, Shannon um, as her guest. And, um, Shannon uh, has a financial background, so I'm sure they'll have really awesome stuff to talk about financially and business. Um, I am gone for the next two weeks because so I will be traveling on business. But thank you so much for listening to us on the Martini Meeting on Zeus Radio for HearWomenTalk.com. Please join our Facebook page, the Martini Meeting, and join our group on HearWomenTalk.com. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. <laughs>